49ers week for week three of the 2023 season. I'm Nick, joined as always by Kevin. What's up, Niner Nation? Producer Brad behind the scenes making it go. Hey, hey. And Coach Woody. Hey, everybody. All right, folks, we're all here. It's a Monday night, and we're talking Charlotte 49ers baseball. We got a lot to get into, so we're just going to go ahead and jump right in. I do promise we're working on the run times for these shows. Um, I blame Coach Woody. I don't know. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. So let's start with a recap of this week's events. Kevin, why don't you get us started? All right, first uh, Tuesday night, first midweek of the season for the Niners, first road game, went down to Clemson. Um uh, take on the Tigers um, back and forth ball game uh, Tigers were able to break it open in the seventh with four runs and um, uh, Niners couldn't couldn't come back after that the uh, despite the loss there was some key moments in the game uh, including uh, CeeLo return to the mound after having a year uh, missing a year last year and um, had a web gym from uh, Austin Knight as long as as well as a uh, home there's a pitch from Sims hit on the ground Boy, what a play. Oh, oh what a throw. Goodness. Oh, my goodness. Knight ranging, spinning, and throwing, falling down. A web gem for sure. To Here's a pitch from Sims. Hit on the ground. Boy, what a play. Oh, oh what a throw. Goodness. Oh, my goodness. Knight ranging, spinning, and throwing, falling down. A web gem for sure to end the fourth. You know, I hate technology. I absolutely hate technology. Despite the fact that it makes all of this possible and pretty much everything we do, I still hate you, technology. I blame chat GPT or something like that. I promise you, folks, these things don't buffer when we try them out when we're not on the <laughs> They don't. I... Producer Brad, do you, do you want to try it again or is it going to do it again? fourth wow from sims hit on the ground boy what a play oh, oh what a throw goodness. oh my goodness knight ranging spinning and throwing falling down a web gem for sure to end the fourth well it's doing it wow. like that adds to it yeah you get <laughs> it in that's a, that, you won't see a better play austin knight they hit into the shift austin knight makes a circus play um there's not a lot of folks we, we could have shown you we could have tried to show you his home run but when it came down to it lots of people hit home runs there's only a few people that can do that and austin knight's one of them so we wanted to show it to you Moving on, uh, Friday saw the Niners uh, drop a marathon 13-inning game uh, to a veteran Army squad by a score of 7-6. to six. Niners scored six runs on 11 hits, including three from Brandon Stallman, uh, doubles from Austin Knight and Blake Jackson, and a homer from Caden Hobson, which he absolutely crushed. Uh, the Niners' defense continued to be uh, a theme, producing big plays, including this diving catch that we're going to try to show you from Aubrey Gillantine. Brad, let's see what we got. Pops that one straight up. Gillantine makes the catch. And the double play. What a play from the Southern Miss transfer. Nice crowd reaction Just there. Just like that, the 49ers 
two outs on the board. It's producer Brad. Huge defensive play for Here's their pitchers. Producer Brad is actually in the time. video that he's showing you. Bunt is just not executed properly. Diving play, heads up from Hobson to throw over to first, to get his pitcher to throw over to first. 16, he struck out. Not not a lot of folks that, that can make that athletic of a play. They, they say, you know, I know that this is something we get into with, with you, Woody. They say pitchers aren't athletes, but that looked pretty darn athletic to me. We, so. work, on, we work on those plays all the time. We have uh, – we practice that stuff all the time, and we do this thing called King of the Hill. And it's funny, um, I think I think Aubrey either won it or finished second today um, in our King of the Hill competition. We our, our P's get after it on, on the defensive side of the ball. They take a lot of pride in it. And I do believe, Kevin, that made Sports Center top 10. Number two. Number two on Sports Center top 10. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool to see Mitch, that. I thought Austin's play would make Sports Center top 10, too, but it but it didn't. They actually showed a, a, a far less interesting defensive play from the Clemson center fielder as a Sports Center top 10 for that show, but whatever. You know, you, you tune in here and you get to see you get to see what really happened. So, okay, Kevin, who was on the Saturday? Saturday, Saturday. Uh, Niners offense came alive Saturday, 10 runs. Um, lots of Niners hit homers. Butch hit his first homer of the season. Cam hit his first homer and his second homer of the season. Wiesner got in on the action with a uh, grand slam. Uh, Stallman hit a homer as well. So um, high scoring affair at the Hayes. We got uh, – but the Niners dropped a heartbreaker, 11-10. Um, another one-run game to Army on Saturday. I believe we have that grand slam from Wiesner queued up Perez here. Drag him do up. Wiesner gets a hold of that one into center field. Golinski's going back at the wall. That one's gone. Grand slam for the 49ers. They get four back. Dead center field. Eli Wiesner, what a jack. Great call. <laughs> Blast that 407 feet dead center. 104 mile an hour exit velocity at a 26 degree launch angle. And folks, we got ourselves a new game. for. So Eli's first home run in a Niner uniform happens to be a grand slam. So looking forward to more of that from Eli. Nothing wrong with that at all. Um, Niners end up dropping the, the heartbreaker 11 to 10. Um, so we moved to Sunday, um, really needing to make something happen. Um, Friday, Friday, we, we, we pitched, but maybe needed to hit a little more. And on Saturday we hit, but maybe needed to pitch a little more Sunday all came together, all phases. Um, freshman miles Langhorn making his second start. Got touched up a little bit last week in his first start, of, you know, after, uh, you know, after high school, frankly. Um, however, Miles comes back in week two and goes five scoreless innings, just three hits. The offense continues to go 11 runs on eight hits, uh, including a bases reloaded double from Blake Jackson, which we are going to attempt to show you right here. Counts 3-2. Pitch comes in. Jackson gets a hold of that one into center field. Golinski back. Right at the wall. That's going to score one. That's going to score two. They're bringing the third home. Big time inning for the 49ers. Blake Jackson. 
three RBI double. So the Niners take game three, 11 to two. Um, and hopefully that produces some momentum heading into what will be a big week of Niner baseball. Now, uh, there are, uh, and, and they shouldn't buffer on Twitter. All four of those have some. All four of those plays have something in common that we showed you. Uh, started a new feature on uh, Diamond Niner Report Twitter this week. All four of those plays are up for player of or play of the week. So you can head over to Twitter. We've got those videos posted. They're all threaded for you. And then there's a poll. The poll closed at 4 p.m., which is first pitch time on Tuesday against UNC Asheville. So head over there uh, and, and vote for your choice for play of the week between those four. Um, now, and, and Kevin, you and I watched this one together. We have another video that we want to show that is, is not up for play of the week, but it probably should be. Um, there, there, <laughs> There, there was there was a situation we showed you we showed you Aubrey making the play uh, off the mound on uh, on uh, Saturday, um, and then uh, the next inning um, he he had to be removed from the game. Um, Coach Woodard goes out to the mound and calls for the righty. You see him do this. And what happens before the video, There's before it comes on, um, Caden Hobson is also signaling, right? The, there seems to be some confusion down in, uh, in the bullpen about exactly who Coach Woodard wants. And then this happened. As they're coming together, they're making the call to the bullpen. Oh, come on. Stop the, stop the slow-mo stuff. This is too good to mess up. Oh, it went, it went through it too fast. I hate me some technology. Fruits are bad. Let's try that part again. Covering their mouths, looking at their gloves, making the call to the bullpen. Here we go. There we go. Perfect. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gonna have to do it. Good enough. In the end, the way Coach Woody tells him he won't tell Sims is he raises his hand above his head and then he spreads his hands wide. I want the big guy. <laughs> <laughs> this is fantastic. This is the content you're here for. I wish it would play better. Coach Woody, let's just start right there. What what's up with that? I was uh well, first of all, communication is extremely important to any successful team or organization. So, <laughs> you know, communic we were communicating the best of our ability. And then two, uh, I was channeling my inner uh Tom Bradley, who was my pitching coach and short season single a baseball when I was with the San Diego Padres in Eugene, Oregon and uh, TB, you know, we had so many pitchers and you're it's short season, a ball. So guys are getting drafted and free agents are getting signed and guys are getting sent down and guys are getting called up from rookie ball. And, you know, basic, essentially what it boils down to is we all had like, like they didn't call down the bullpen and say, Hey, Robert or Woody needs to start throwing or getting ready. Like 
my sign was just chopping wood. So it was just chopping wood. And then I was supposed to start throwing. So I don't even know if I, I know TB knew my name, but you know, I, it was, I was channeling my inner short season, a ball pitching coach that just used hand signals to let, to let the uh, bullpen know which pitcher was supposed to come into the game. And I thought, I thought I did a pretty good job. You know, the right pitcher came in the game and uh, <laughs> you know, so good. There's a lot of righties. There's a lot of righties in there, so you have to distinguish between the between them, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that th- there's no mistake in that one. So um, we actually we we heard we heard from uh, from Hale's family about that, and they were laughing. And uh, I, I think Kev- Kevin saw you make the the tall gesture. Um, I missed the whole thing, but we, we got the message about it and went and looked it up. And I just this I, when I found it, I couldn't stop laughing. I mean, it was, it was just great because, because I knew exactly what you meant. (laughs) It gets the message across. So, all right, let's, let's, let's get, we've, I'm I'm glad we got to, I'm glad we got to start this one lighthearted because that's, that's good. That's what we're here to do. Um, Coach, we're going to talk about the, the, the week that was in Niner baseball. Um, I know this was, this was, this was not, this was not the week that this is, this is not the week that you drew up exactly. Um, but you still, you play through it, you learn, you adjust, you get better. So what, what do you, um, where do you want to start as far as um, talking about what you learned about your team this week? Well, I mean, you know, we've played eight games, right? Like it's, it's, um, it's really easy for, you know, for people to either jump to conclusions, like if you're eight and no, you're the best team in the country. If you're mm-hmm. oh and eight, you're the worst team in the country. Like usually neither are true. So, you know, four and four doesn't mean we're the most average team in the country by any stretch of the imagination. So you just try to, you know, you just try to take what the game teaches you. And for me, I feel as though, I feel as though that, um, you know, um, all four of our victories have been relatively in hand and decisive in a sense. And then I feel like every, all four of our losses, three of which are by one run. Um, the other one, we were tied in the seventh, in the, in the seventh inning, mm-hmm. five to five. Um, we, you know, so we've either won every game or we've, we've had a real, a, a chance to win in the last at bat in three of them. For, um, and then one, the other one, we were tied in seven. So, like I said, it's like, you know, and that's with no Jake Cunningham. That's with, you know, other guys playing banged up or dinged up and, you know, some guys coming back from stuff. So, you know, I know that everybody in the country is not at full strength, but we're still not at full strength. And the fact that we've, you know, we've kind of shown that manner. Certainly um, nobody hates losing more than myself, our coaching staff, our players. Um, but you know, we've certainly, we certainly have seen a lot of things that we like. Uh, one of which is just the, the consistency of our guys. You know, I, I think I've seen, I've seen now just kind of the way that, you know, the look in their eyes after a loss. I like the way it looks. Um, we've seen our guys respond. We've seen our guys bounce back. We've seen our guys with their backs against a wall on Sunday and then, you know, show, show as they did yesterday. So we've seen, you know, we've seen a lot of things. We've also, we've seen some things that, you know, have worked well for us and not worked well for us. Um, you know, I think every coach 
you know, you're always trying to, you have a good idea of what you want your, your pitching staff in terms of just your rotation and your guys coming in in certain spots, you know, you have an idea, you know, you work on those things all preseason and all fall, but, you know, sometimes just the nature of it, when another uniform's in there, um, there's guys that, you know, there's guys that need to get back out there quickly and there's guys that hit the ground running. And so um, there's been a little bit of that. And, you know, so ultimately um, the things that we talk about and we talked about it at breakfast on Sunday as a team, I'll kind of wrap up with this is, um, you know, our coaching staff, our players, our sports staff, we pride ourselves on, you know, um, after a game, like, you know, there's no real getting around it. Like you can tell if we won, you can tell if we lost, we love winning, we hate losing. And so we're never going to try to like really can conceal those emotions. But the next day, like when we're all together, um, it's just really important to me um, as the leader of the program and our coaching staff, you know, we really talked about at breakfast, how great, great teams, which we are and we aspire to be and continue to be is um, are, are incredibly consistent and, you know, so the way that we interact with one another, the way that we speak to one another, the way that we prepare for the games, the way that we compete within the games, and the way that we, um, you know, we handle winning and losing, like it should be very consistent. And um, I think that's really important for great teams over the course of a season. So I like what I've seen so far in those things. You know, like I said, um, nobody, you know, nobody would rather be 8-0 more than myself and our coaching staff and players, but um, we've seen a lot of good things uh, to build, to build from here um, in a very young season, not even in March yet. Coach, I noticed um, you kind of shook up the lineup a couple of times uh, over the weekend. Uh, talk a little bit about that. And, and I think more or less trying to, uh, plug in different pieces and find out where different pieces work and and sometimes out of necessity sometimes out of uh just trying to find a hot bat talk a little bit about the, the lineup um lineup changes that you made um experimented with this weekend yeah definitely i mean i kind of um our coaching staff we talk about those things all the time uh it kind of starts with you know our players and who's showing us um you know the the things that they're doing and how, you know, the things that they're capable of. And, um, you know, we kind of build, we kind of build around that. And then we obviously pay attention to who they're starting. Um, we talk about who their key relievers are. We talk about who their closer is, um, you know, as far as, you know, do we, do we want to build the lineup a little bit around like the first inning or do we want to, you know, do we want to ensure that we protect ourselves against, you know, a key reliever or relievers closer kind of thing. And those kind of things, um, do we want to be, you know, do, do we want to be a little bit more on the defensive side um, or do we want to be a little bit more on the offensive side in terms of run production early kind of thing. So um, we talk about those things as coaching staff all the time and um, there's no real magic formula, I don't think, but I think, you know, I think there's a lot of experience on our coaching staff and, we're very proud of the fact that, you know, even with, even not at full strength, the first eight games, um, we have a very versatile group of position players that, um, you know, are very capable and a lot of them playing multiple positions and coming off the bench and, um, you know, hitting lead off or hitting seven hole, you know, they, they don't care. So um, that's been, that's been a definite strength for us is 
you know, is, is having a very versatile lineup where we can, we can kind of build around our guys' strengths and our opponents, our opponents' strengths as well and try to create a formula that scores a lot of runs and prevents a lot of runs. Yeah, coach, let's let's walk through some uh, some of these uh, just just looking through box scores here and noticing some of these uh, key performances on the on the mound that you got this week. Now, I know you don't like talking about pitching at all, but um, let's let's see if you can make an exception for us. Um, you know, you got you got another quality start from from Wyatt Hudipole, um, giving you on Friday night, giving you six innings, uh, gave up two runs, but in six innings, um, I mean, that's a competitive start. And um, he looks like he's been a key piece coming in out of the transfer portal. Oh, no question. I mean, we've talked about Wyatt, um, I think, in previous podcasts and just I mean, his makeup, character, leadership, competitiveness. Combined with work ethic and talent, I mean, it's, you know, we, we hit the jackpot with him coming to Charlotte and, and joining our team. And um, he's really, he's really done a great job uh, our first two weeks and in, uh, in setting the tone for the weekend. And I'm um, just really happy for him. You know, he, he's, he, he wanted to go back out there for the seventh. And, you know, truthfully, we, we would have sent him, you know, if we were in, in April, already we would we would have sent him back out there for excuse me for the seventh but um you know it's just I want him to be stronger in April than February and I've just you know we're always going to prioritize our guys our guys health and well-being over the course of 56 games ahead of um yes winning Friday night um would have been and is important um, but we're not going to do so at the, ex- at the, you know, the extent of, you know, Wyatt's season and, you know, having him being fresh and able to go each and every Friday, each and every weekend. And, um, you know, because we need him for the long haul. So um, just kind of my, it's part of our jobs as coaches is to, um, is just to kind of, is, a, is to look out for our guys in that sense. And, um but he really wanted to go back out there for the seventh, and that's just the kind of competitor he is. And you, you said uh, Friday night, you set a program record twenty Ks. Um, so Wyatt definitely had a role in that. Uh, so a little piece of history on Friday night. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's um, you, you know, I mean, any, I always say, it, anytime you're anytime you're in a record, you you know, you do something that's in a record book and you win, you know, that's a good day. So we can't can't quite say it's a good day but um you know it's uh it's promising it gets back to what I was talking about earlier and um you know I think we're top 30 in the in the country in strikeouts and um you know our walks are down from from previous years and uh our hit by pitches are down from previous years and so you know I really you know and we're in you, we're, we still don't feel like we're firing on all cylinders quite yet on the mound, um, but we're getting a lot of really good performances from a lot of different guys. Um, so those guys keep getting, those guys keep firing on cylinders and then we get some other guys going. Then um, I really, I, I really like this pitching staff a lot. Let's touch on, um, let's touch on Sunday starter, Miles um, Langhorn, just a minute. Um you know, we, we talked about this last week that he had not pitched a game um, since high school. He missed last year 
uh, due to injury. And so basically he's, you know, all intents and purposes, a freshman making his second start when you get right down to it. Um, last week uh, was not able to extend his outing. Um, but you kind of got a, you know, we, we did end up winning the game and you basically got a freebie. You got to get Miles' feet wet last weekend. Um, and then this week you turned to him and frankly, a, a, a key spot because we, we came into yesterday needing to win real, real bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and all he does is go out there and, and go five innings, uh, three hits. Now, I think the key stat here, honestly, well, there, there's, there's two key stats here uh, on, on this line, Woody. Um, one strikeout. So he's not he's not mowing people down. He's he's getting people to he's getting people to get themselves out. He's people are people are people are putting swings on balls and and you know and not making solid contact and and your defense is is taking care of the rest. Uh, the other is is zero walks, not a single walk in those five innings. Three hits, one K, zero walks in in five innings in his second start ever. Really in a situation where where the back where our backs against the wall. Yeah, I mean, that was, I told him as soon as I went to, you know, um, as soon as I told him that that was it in the dugout, I told him that was the, that was the start, that was the start that, that this team needed. And, um, you know, I mean, he's just, we've talked about Miles before in previous podcasts. He's, he's one of the most talented pitchers in our program. And um, he's an extremely hard worker. And he's a very, very fast learner. That's the other thing is like, th- th- you can kind of, show him something or tell him something or, you know, he kind of gives you this look like, got it. And he processes it and he applies it. And so, you know, we've just, as we, as, as coaches, we, we do with all of our players, you know, really just after outings, we kind of talk about things and we we're talking about last outing and, you know, long story short, it was, I kind of made a joke with him. I said, you know, your last outing was in high school and he goes, yeah. And I said, well, you know, do you remember how confident you were? Yeah. Remember, you remember how confident you were and, you know, before that last outing of high school and he was like extremely, and I was like, well, yeah, you're top 150 prospects in high school, you know, in baseball. And, you know, you're committed to go to, you know, a really great, um, you know, college baseball program. And, you know, you're, you're facing high school guys. I said, why don't you just pretend you're facing high school hitters the rest of the season? And, uh, you know, we kind of joke, we kind of laugh. And I was like, I mean, seriously, like, why, you know? And so I went out there and I was, uh, um, I was standing with him when he was throwing and I was, and he had to look like he didn't, he didn't, there was nothing I said that, that, um, you know, led to the outing necessarily. But I did say to him, I did say to him out there, Hey, we get to, we get to face army high school today. And, you know, I certainly don't mean that with any disrespect. It's just, it's for anyone that's, you know, enjoys kind of the mental game of baseball or sports or that mm-hmm. kind of thing. We were really just trying to kind of reframe the situation and kind of channel that same confidence that I know I, I would, you know, I know I would assume that Miles had, as most of our players did their senior year of high school, you know, when they're, they're the best player on the field. And so um, we, those are the kind of things we really just talked about. I think he made one little small delivery change as well which again, he said, I don't know why I started, you know, after rehab, but he's like, you know, I didn't, I didn't used to go over my head and my, my wind up, and, you know, I, and so we kind of cut that out. So there was, you know, one small physical kind of adjustment. And then there was just, you know, kind of, I think a lot of 
you know, kind of just mental growth between outings. And I give Miles all the credit because it's incredibly mature for a player of his age to have an outing like that first one and not get so clouded in, you know, the, the, the struggle or the results. And he really just kind of broke it down and said, this is, these are the things that I'm going to do better the next time I'm out there and uh, just give him all the credit. You know, he went out there and did it and it was a huge, huge start for our team and something that I think, you know, I, I know that CK and Hale and, you know, Clark Dearman tomorrow. And I know that, that, that hitting is contagious, but I've always believed that pitching is contagious too. Yeah. Another, another guy that, that uh, I'd like you to touch on a little bit here, Cam Hansen. I thought he pitched well um, this weekend as well out of the pen. Um, and he's pitched well all season. Uh, I think he's made two appearances um, and uh, had two pretty good outings, I think. Yeah, I think, you know, I think Wyatt and, um, you know, Aubrey and um, and Andrew Spoyer and mm. Cam Hansen. I'll bring him up next. You know, I think those guys, I, I know I'm leaving a couple out, but I think, I think, I think Cam, you mentioned Cam and Spoyer and, those other guys I mentioned, you know, I mean, they put us in a position to have a chance to sweep. We didn't sweep, obviously, um, but they put us in a position to win the series and sweep. And, you know, um, those guys continue to, to, to pitch like that, then, you know, there will be less, you know, there will be less Sundays where we're, Back, our backs against the wall and there'll be more Sundays where we're going for victories and we're going for sweeps. Um, Cam and all those guys were, were awesome. From one cam to another, how about our guy, Cam Fisher? He looks like he's back to his old ways. Um, he was, he was not having exactly the year at the plate. I, I say the year we're two weeks in the season. He did not have the start he wanted at the plate, but uh, starting, starting Saturday, that sure looked a lot like Cam Fisher to me. Yeah, I, I can, I can, not told Cam this, like there's, there's, there's a, you know, if there are things that I think about on my ride in and my ride home that, you know, maybe I'm, we need to get better at, or we need to improve upon or that, what, you know, whatever it may be as a coach, I think all, all coaches do that. Um, one of which that is not is like, is Cam Fisher a really, really good baseball player and hitter. So uh, I don't worry about Cam, uh, and you know it's it's baseball, man. Like it's it's, it's hitting is the toughest thing to do in sports, and I think he was kind of calibrating. Um, mm -hmm. I use that word a decent amount because um, I think it's I think it's valid, but I think he was kind of calibrating, you know, like finding that that gear that where he plays, and I think Butch is doing it too. I think Knights found that gear. I think. Um, you know, I think Blake Jackson's calibrating, um, Brandon Stallman, Josh Patrick, um, Caden Hobson is, he's been calibrated since, you know, game one. Um, you know, I just think, I think there's a little bit of that that goes on the first couple of weeks of the season. And, and here we go. Like really enjoy writing Cam Fisher in blue, blue ink. Cause he's left-handed hitter in the lineup every day. Yeah, and you you brought up Brandon Stallman, uh, another newcomer. Um, he's been um, really a, um, 
the, the term that comes to mind is pleasant surprise, but that makes it sound like I wasn't expecting much, and that's not the case at all. But <laughs> he's been – that was a flawless transition into the lineup for Brandon. Yeah, he's been he's been incredibly consistent since – I mean, really, we met him um, in the recruiting process and, and um, you know, just – loved him in the recruiting process and his coaches raved about him and his work ethic and his competitiveness and his consistency. And, um, you know, he is the same person every day in a, in a great way, not like a, you know, stuck in his ways kind of way. Like he's the same, like highly motivated, highly coachable, highly competitive person every day. And, um, you know, it's really cool that, um, you know, he's getting, you know, he's, he's, he's showing that in such an early stage of our season. Doing a great job. All right. Do you want to go ahead and move on to this week's games, Nick? Or are you like Well, I was gonna I was gonna go one more question. We'll see if it's a bridge too far for Woody. Um so we'll just we'll just ask the we'll just ask the you, you've alluded to it. We'll just ask the question and then we'll let you say about it whatever you feel like you want to say about it and and then we'll move on. Um so we, we, we are, we're beat up in a number of different spots. Some guys have got some stuff going on. Um, we, we obviously know we're waiting to get Jake back in the lineup. Um, and uh, fans that were at the stadium will notice that, that Austin, Austin had to come out um, as well. So we've, we've, we've got some, we've got some issues with, with injuries across the diamond. Um, what comment do you want to – what comment do you feel like offering on the injury front, Woody? Yeah, I mean, I can't say too much, you know, for a multitude of reasons. But, um, I mean, we're, we're really close to getting both those guys back. And, and some others, um, you know, they're just uh, – our coaching staff, you know, first and foremost, like Donna Nemo, our athletic trainer, she is a – 13 years of doing this, like I have not – I have not worked with – you know, a better athletic trainer than her. She is phenomenal and she takes such great care of our guys, whether it's minor things, just daily things or like, you know, bigger rehab things. And she does a great job. And, you know, she teams up with Eric McKibben, our director of performance. And, you know, so he does a great job on the training side, on the front end, but also, you know, when guys, guys come, you know, come down with something small or something big, like he, he does a phenomenal job of individualized, individualized training with our players to, you know, really try to um, expedite the process of recovery, but also prepare them. So like, they're not rushed when they do come back. So, you know, the good thing is, is I'm, I'm very confident that, you know, sometimes as a coach, you worry when a player's out, like, okay, well now we're gonna have to wait you know, two weeks for him to get going again. Well, I think because of the hard work of Donna and Eric uh, behind the scenes on a daily basis, like when these guys come back here soon, they're going to be, they're going to hit the ground running. And so um, I'm excited about that. Yeah, Kevin, let, before we, before we move on uh, and, and that'll, that'll be, you know, that's every team, every season, right? We just have to keep going and, and getting, um, getting healthier as we go, uh, particularly as we build towards conference play. Cause in the end, that's, that's what we, we've really got to gear up for is, is that, that grind um, that uh, I guess I want to say 10 week grind is a nine week grind this, this year because of the, 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 uh, from the conference but it's it's going to be a long grind uh the conference schedule so getting healthy for that will be the key and yes i agree with you donna nemo 
you're the real MVP. So no doubt about that. Um, Kevin, Kevin, why don't we talk first? Why don't we, let me take a little detour here before we talk about this week's games. Why don't we talk about uh, uh, high school baseball opening day, which I believe was today, right? We, we got a, I think we got a reminder about that on, on Twitter somewhere this morning. Yeah. I saw it on social media somewhere. Um, one of the coaches that we follow uh, on, on social media tweeted a picture out of, of him and another member of the coaching staff. Uh, yeah. Let's producer Brad. Can you, can you pull that up? Let's just, let's just get that out in the open. Man, look at that team. There we go. <laughs> now, the 2003 Myers Park Mustangs. Now, for 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 those of you who, um, well, for those of you who are blind, that's Toby Bicknell over on the left. Oh yeah. <laughs> you, I, think I, think he's like, I think he's like 23. I think he's like 23 in that photo ish. I and and hadn't hadn't changed a bit. Yeah, I mean, no. you, you would think Toby Bicknell out of that lineup anytime. Yeah, Absolutely. People, people had a tough time picking me out, which was I thought was interesting. Uh, I did. <laughs> I did. I, Kevin and I got into a debate about which one was you. I honestly – I was doubting whether or not you were even in this photograph. I'm going to – I'm going to start – I'm going to start running again. Jeez. <laughs> so – for for the for those for for those not uh, for those not in places like uh, Arden Naples, you know, big big concentration of our listeners. Which one are you? So I'm, I'm two. I'm two. I'm I'm two over from from Coach Bick. So I'm two. What is that like? You know, if you're yeah, I'm two to the right if you're facing the picture. So I'm twenty. I'm number, number twenty four. Twenty four, right? That's what I thought. That was my pick, Coach. No, no. Nice. Good work. Good work. Uh, coach, if if you told me that you were actually not pictured in this photo, I would take your word for it because <laughs> I, I could not I, – I was zooming in on every person. Like, is that, that – honestly, no. I couldn't tell it was you. Really couldn't. Yeah, was like six, that was like 6'1", 195. If we if we won the if we won the game I started I ran five miles the next day if we lost the game I started I ran ten miles the next day so I was I was a little different frame twenty years ago as I think most people are yeah that's right well so I'm gonna tell you also when distance running was a big thing for pitchers well you don't want to go back to that because your knees will not thank you for it no no I'm so good. I'm good on those distances. Yeah, that um, wow! I was blown away because I was like, obviously, yeah, that's Toby, no doubt about it. Where's Woody? Yeah, I... it was an awesome, it was an awesome group. You know, I mean, my freshman year, I was I was on an eight eight win varsity team at Myers Park. That um, you know, it was I learned a lot that year, and then um, and then you know, by that year, we were the state runners up. And um, I think we were like 33 and five or 34 and five, something like that. Didn't lose a single home game, that team. And so it just always stuck with me. I was like, man, that is like the definition of toughness is like, you don't lose a single home game or sorry, road game. We didn't lose a single road game the whole season. 
And um, that's like the definition of toughness to me is like, is, is you got to look at the win. It's, it's hard to win on the road. You know, it's like in chess, white is white is two equal players. White's favored to win. You know, it's just having, having the uh, throwing the first pitch and having the last at bat, there's just an inherent advantage to that. So it's just, it's tougher. So that a lot of special memories on that team. And, so many of those guys, I still have a Mustangs group chat on my phone and stay in touch with so many of those guys and a couple of my best friends are in there and um, just a lot of great memories in that in that photo. And Coach Bick was was an awesome coach to play for then and, and you know, still is now. And you're wearing 24. Yeah, I, I think the jersey just fit. Like it was like, I think actually I know that's what happened. I was two for Derek Jeter, like when I was a freshman and then I needed a bigger Jersey. And so I just grabbed 24. <laughs> that was basically it. And so in college you switched to 20 and then you've been with it ever since. Coach. Yeah. Coach Fox gave me 20. I remember I had zero say and coach Fox made sure I knew that I had zero say in my number. Um, I'd never been 20 before, never in any sport. And it, I was training in summer school. I was the only, I was the only incoming freshman training at summer school because I threw so many innings my senior of high school that I was finishing up a workout at Boshamer stadium and coach Fox came walking in the locker room. And I guess like, I guess they had, um, they had, you know, put up the, who's, the new numbers and I saw it that day and I saw I was 20 and he was just like, you're not supposed to see this yet. And I said, I'm sorry. Like, uh, you know, I, he goes, well, he's like, you don't get to pick your number here. <laughs> I said, coach, I'm just, I'm just happy to be here. Like, I'll, I don't need a number. Just locker's good. Like, I don't need it. I can be numberless. It's fine. And, uh, what yeah. if he had let you pick your hand sign for when he's calling to the calling to the bullpen? Any, but that I mean, it like I was just happy to be there. Like any sign, any number, like you know, they gave me the same gear as all the other guys that that came in in the recruiting class. Like I genuinely thought that was cool. Like I was, you know, I was not a big recruit. I was, you know, I just so. But it's just funny to me, like he was just, he was on me about, about number 20. And I was like, I didn't really like it, to be honest with you. I was like, oh, I don't really like the number 20, but I was like, we'll make, we'll, we'll try to, you know, we'll try to make something out of it, I guess. And then here we are, um, you know, however many years later, still wearing it. Yep. You're 20 now. Yep. All right, Kevin, let's talk about this week. All right. Um, Game notes came out today. So uh, we got UNC Asheville tomorrow at the Hayes, 4 o'clock. Conference USA TV if you can't make it to the Hayes. Uh, Clark Dearman is scheduled to open, uh, to start the game. Uh, Last year, we beat Asheville 5-0 at home. I think you're 1-0 in your career against Asheville as a head coach. So um, they come in at 5-2. They've won a series over Sacred Heart. And they've won a series at Eastern Kentucky this past weekend. So uh, they're off to a hot start. Coach, talk a little bit about um, what we can expect from UNC Asheville tomorrow. Yeah, they're a very, very competitive, um, talented group that is playing with a lot of confidence. And, you know, I was just I was kind of winding down last night and I was watching I was watching their game at at, um, 
Eastern Kentucky and just like they get after it. So, um, you know, there's just um, Coach Friedholm and um, their staff, like they do a really great job recruiting the state of North Carolina and they got some, they get some, some Georgia guys and East Tennessee guys on their rosters and they're just, they're going to be a really good team, really good, really good challenge for us um, in our first midweek home game. So then taking a look a little further ahead, um, got a big weekend coming up, first road weekend trip for you. Uh, traveling up to Virginia Tech, uh, some polls, top 11, top 15 teams in the country. Uh, they won a series at College of Charleston. They won a series over Bryant. Uh, took two of three in both of those series. Um, and you yourself spent a little time up there in Blacksburg. Coach, talk about uh, the seat, the, the weekend coming up uh, on the road and at Virginia Tech. Yeah, um, no, Coach Jeff and, and their staff, they've, they've done a tremendous job of coming in there and really transforming the program, um, you know, uh, after my time there, you know. So it's, uh, it's a completely different deal up there now from when I was there. And it's, it's just really cool to see, um, just because, like I said, I spent three years of my life coaching there. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's a really neat place and a really, really beautiful part of the country that's like kind of, I don't know, sneakily is a word, but like sneakily close to here. Like everybody, you know, I, I feel like when I coached at Virginia Tech, like people are like, how far is that? Like seven hours? And I'm like, it's like, you know, it's like two and a half hours up the road, three hours. And, um, but it's, it's a place that kind of seems further away than it actually is. And, um, but a beautiful ballpark and, and team that was in the super regionals last year against, you know, really, you know, against Oklahoma and took them, you know, took them down on the wire and um, not an easy ballpark to, to pitch in on certain days. It can be, you know, it's 3000 feet above sea level. And at one point it was the highest elevated football stadium um, in, um, and Lane Stadium was the highest elevation, I think, of any football stadium east of the Mississippi at one point. I don't know if it still is or not, but um, with the baseball stadium being right next to it, you have to assume that the baseball stadium is one of the highest elevated baseball stadiums east of the Mississippi. So there's some thinner air up there and um, the wind, you know, the wind typically blows pretty heavily out to left. So maybe there'll be a little bit of an advantage from the standpoint that I, I really know what to expect there and, and you know, we'll have a good practice up there Thursday and talk about it. Um, you know, I know the wind pushes left-handed balls that slice towards the right field foul line. Those get pushed fair. So, you know, Cam will have a, have to stay on some balls that, that slice. It's a, it's a unique place. It, it, you can, the, the, there's going to be, you know, there, there can be some interesting score box scores up there and, um, you know, you, you know, you're never too far ahead or too far down up there. Um, you know, you just kind of have to embrace that, you know, all the elements are equal and that you can, you know, you just play until they tell you to stop and they're a really good team. So it'll be a good challenge. Now, coach, um, my daughter and I are coming up for the weekend and I think Kevin is going to, um, potentially make an appearance during the weekend as well. So what we need from you is maybe some good, solid rec recommendations for our place to eat. Yeah, I'll do, I'll do my best. Um, there, there's 
it's not Charlotte. I'll tell you that when it comes to when it comes to food up there, there's there's a few good spots, but um, you know, you might, you might go to some. Sorry, is there anywhere that we can go that we can walk in the front door and just tell them that Woody sent us? Does that place exist? Say that one more time. Sorry, I was getting barked at. Can we go anywhere and drop anywhere? Is there anywhere in town that we can walk in and drop your name? Like not where we get thrown out, but like where maybe we. Yeah, you, know, you might get told um, to leave in a few places. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it sounds it sounds very similar to Old Dominion's playing conditions. Uh, how how close would you say it's to playing at Old Dominion? It's pretty it's pretty similar. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a good way to describe it. Um, at times, I've I would say the wind can be even the wind can be even more intense up there in Blacksburg. So, but the but the outfield dimensions are bigger. So what happens is is that balls can certainly fly out of the yard, but then when your outfield depth gets deep, you'll see you'll see some flares get blown like over the infield that land in front of the outfield because you're playing deep. So it, it's, you know, the good thing for us is that, you know, we're kind of, we're built with defenders that, um, you know, obviously Jake is not quite back yet, which, um, you know, but Blake Jackson's a center fielder, Cam Fisher's a center fielder and Spencer Nolan's a center fielder. So those three guys cover a lot of ground um, and you have, and, and you need that there in Blacksburg. So, cause if you, if you've got outfielders that can really hit, but they can't run and cover a lot of ground, then it can make for a long it can make for a long weekend there. So we are we are built with an out you know outfield defense that can that can cover some ground. Just pulled the weather forecast. Uh, you're, you're right about uh, it being a pretty easy trip up there. Uh, so if anybody wants to wants to come up. It would be very possible to come up on Saturday and just take in a game even and and, and go back home. Um, weather forecast Saturday or sorry, Friday is a high of 61 and the, the, the rain forecast is not good. Um, so that's it's still early in the week. But Friday, Friday does not look like a great forecast right now. So we'll we have to keep an eye on that. But yeah, there's, um, a, chance, there's a chance of doubleheader on Saturday. We're, Co Coach Chef and I are going to we're going to talk about it a little more on Wednesday and you know, pitching will be ready and we'll be ready to go. It's just, it's part of it. Yeah. Rest of the weekend looks pretty good. Um, sunny in 52 on Saturday and sunny in 51 on Sunday. Um, although definitely I say that. Could, definitely. Could, that there. Yeah. That, and depending on what the wind's doing, um, bring, bring layers. Niners. It got, bring layers. I mean, if it was in my experience there, when it was over 30, like it felt good. It, it was so like the fifties is, 50s is very very good for this time of year so yeah i have a feeling if we if if, if the sun's shining on you that's going to work yeah. um sun goes behind a cloud like i said bring layers so good stuff all right coach um you know i'm looking at the clock here the clock's ticking we're at 51 minutes aren't we supposed to go like another 40 minutes or something like that in that <laughs> intermission see everybody <laughs> no intermission this week we've been we've been promising we've been promising we would get this show under an hour kevin i think we did it 
we can we can even brag on ourselves for another six or seven minutes and still close this out under an hour. What do you think? Yeah, the clock's ticking. I don't know. Um, we do a lot of bragging, so I don't know if we can fit it in. Yeah, we we do we do enough. All right, that's it. Let's wrap it up. Let's let's be really proud of ourselves here and wrap this thing up. Come out, come out to the Hayes tomorrow night. Um, see the Niners play um, uh, play UNC Asheville Conference USA TV. If not. Um, and then all your games this weekend should be on ACC Network Plus at Virginia Tech. But even better plan, just just jump in the car and come on up. Trading um, card. We, we didn't talk about trading cards. Yeah, well, too late. Too late. There, there, there's seven. There, there are two packs into a seven-pack series, so we'll have time to talk about the trading cards. I, I'm declaring I'm declaring victory. The show's under an hour, and I'm about to wrap it up. Hold on. They are saying that trading card pack two is going to be a giveaway tomorrow, so – it is relative. Oh, another another trading pack for tomorrow. So I think, I think they're doubling up on pack two. So there you go. Okay. So if you miss pack two, come get a pack two tomorrow. Um, and the trading cards are pretty cool, by the way. You didn't see those, but we'll talk about another show. We're declaring victory right now and wrapping this thing up. We're out of time for this week. Look for this podcast wherever you find your podcast. If you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to subscribe in order to be notified of new content. You can find Diamond Niner Report on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, just not TikTok. Reach out anytime you'd like. We love hearing from you. If you're old-fashioned like us, just say hello at the ballpark, even if that ballpark's Virginia Tech's ballpark. For Kevin, producer Brad, Coach Woody, this has been Nick saying we'll see you at the Hayes. Go Niners.